Welcome to another episode of the Fleekazoid Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's topic is dusties. What is a dusty? I've been told that I use that word a lot and I think that there's a lot of room for confusion because there's not like an official definition. So today I want to describe the way that I use the word dusty, which by the way, once again, is not an official definition. It's just the way that I have come to identify them. Dusties aren't this like class of people or this like genre of society. It's more to describe a place of life that a man could be in. Sometimes it's even a mindset when it comes to scarcity. Like some men will assume that they're not dusty just because they make bank. But then it's like, oh, they want you to pay for everything or they want you to cover your own every time you're with them. Okay, so he's dusty mindsetted, or he's very like Scrooge McDuck about his money and how he pays with stuff. Yeah, okay, he's a dusty. Those are the guys who think that they're safe, but nah, you're on my radar too. It can even be a dude who is someone who needs a lot of your assistance in this world to a point where it's like mother-like, and we'll get into that. Some people will go, ooh, but girls can be dusties too. Today, we're only talking about the men. Oh, good. I don't want to hear the, oh, but both genders could be, shut up, shut your ass up. So I'm going to break down a few degrees of dusty here, and I'm going to try to subgroup it as much as I can just to make it make sense to the audience. Otherwise, it will literally be all over the place. So just to lay down the grass, I just want to say, I do not believe in unconditional love when it comes to relationships. I believe that that is incestual. That is something that is between a mother and a son. I need you guys to put on your seatbelts and hear me out because I have a reason for this. And no, I'm not going to be able to explain it in like 10 seconds. A lot of people will act like this is a moral virtue when it comes to dating, but it's really not. A lot of men already subscribe to this, which is why you see the dudes who leave their wives or start cheating on them the second that they get a cancer diagnosis or some type of serious ailment that they end up getting hospitalized for. According to Reuters, women are six times more likely to end up separated or divorced if they are diagnosed with cancer or multiple sclerosis if their male partners were facing the same illness. Men are also seven times more likely to leave their partners if they got brain cancer. And that one is from The Guardian. Now, I don't care if you believe these sources or not. The point is that it's documented. It's well known. The additional point that I would like to make here is that being dusty might as well be cancer to me. Like, yeah, I am 10 times more likely to leave you if I find out that you are of a dusty mindset or if you are in a dusty place in your life. But Fleeksy, what about love? What about love? I've seen men talk about relationships like they're going through dogs that have lived a seven to nine year lifespan. A lot of them don't believe in death do us part. They actually say that they should have like marriage contracts of five to 10 years. Haven't you seen those guys make jokes about, oh, I can't wait to make you my ex-wife. They know. They're, they're making those jokes for a reason. That's not just dark humor. That dark humor is singed with truth. The only place where unconditional love exists in this life is with animals and children from mother to son or mother to daughter. 
But what about dads? Whenever the fatherless jokes stop, that's when I'll include the dads in the unconditional love. Same thing with the whole, oh, daddy issues. Nah, those are daughter issues. That is a dad who has lost the love of his daughter. Using the word dad is very generous here. That's a whole sperm donor. So the dusties that I'm about to list out are not exclusive to one another. It can overlap. Think of it as like a Venn diagram rather than a scale. It's not black and white. So the first dusty that gets my honorary mention is the one who needs you to be his mother. Now, this is a guy who might need you to remind him of his court dates, of his work schedule, of his doctor appointments. He might even need you to help him with his homework. If he gets tickets, he needs you to remind him to pay them. He might even need you to get on his ass about the fact that he's racking up so many points on his car insurance. On top of this irresponsibility, this could go into his finances. So he could be very financially reckless. He might even be dirty and slobby, so he'll need you to clean up his place. This is a man who will probably even weaponize incompetence too, right? So if you live with a man and he's so dirty, or maybe you even visit his place and it's just so intolerably dirty that you just feel like buying him cleaning supplies or doing the cleaning for him in his house, don't do it, sis. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now, it's not worth it. He's just going to expect you to do it all the time. This guy might even try to make cleaning up his place a quote-unquote date. So on top of needing to play mommy and maid, these men will basically take your focus off of you. You will be so busy helping this man achieve the bare-ass minimum of responsibility mindsets in life that suddenly, you're not focusing on your homework. You're not focusing on your place. You're not focusing on your lifestyle or the things that keep you together. The issue is that it's derailing. Like even the Scorpio dude, he was so of an irresponsible mindset that he didn't care where my car was parked or if it got towed because he lives in the city. So when I would go to park at his place, he would have to get in my car from his apartment building and then we'd have to go park somewhere on the street because I didn't want to like walk on the street by myself. And he would be like, oh, just park here. Oh, just park there. And the one time that I actually listened to him, he put me in a place where I could have been towed. And he laughed about it the next day, which is unfathomable to me. I remember thinking like, oh my God, I can sit here and agree to like have these people in my life thinking that, oh, I'm just having fun just to have fun. But no, they barely care about themselves. So no, they're never going to care about you. And they're never going to be worried about the things that you have going on. Like your mindset of wanting to protect them and make sure that they're always on time and that they're always keeping on top of their shit is never going to be reciprocated. Like you will actually be derailed and find their irresponsible decision making crossing over into your life if you trust them. Like who wants to live on mother eagle mode 24-7 to where you're dating somebody that's actively showing that you can't trust them because they can't even be trusted with themselves. Let's talk about men who drink and drive, guys who get DUIs, guys who you have to end up stepping up for because they have made such irresponsible decisions that now, oh, they can't work anymore because they can't drive and now you have to be the person who's paying for everything in the relationship because now they got $5,000 in court fees. Nasus, get the hell up out of there. Especially if this is a guy who's in his mid-20s or even 30s. That frontal lobe of decision-making is fully cemented. There is no more growing up to do. He has learned that this is the way that he can live and get by, and it's never going to get better for you. Imagine having kids with a guy like this. Imagine getting impregnated by him. Getting attached to this brand of Dusty will probably be one of the most dangerous setbacks you ever allow into your life. 
I say, do not do it. The second that you start noticing them having derailing behaviors in their life or you have to step up for them or make the decisions for them or you have to be the one who's making sure that you guys are both safe and that you guys are both being responsible, no, get out of there. Grown-ass men make grown-ass decisions. And if he's acting like a child, it's never going to get better for you. Slobby little irresponsible boys turn into slobby irresponsible old men. Think of that guy with the dirtiest place that you know. Now imagine him at 50 years old still living in a grimy, disorganized, unfurnished place. It rarely ever changes. Men can live like this forever as long as there's nobody holding them accountable. And quite frankly, they don't want to be held accountable. They will find it annoying. They will think that you are doing them a disservice for wanting them to step up their quality of living. Now, can they get better? Can they improve? That's a matter of if they want to. Do they see a benefit in it? This is like, okay, what is the benefit to them? If they can just be okay and comfortable with their mess and squalor, why would they ever want to do anything to elevate that? At the most, these men decide to clean and come off as responsible when there's a guest coming over or maybe they have to impress someone. But if they can live like that on their own, perfectly fine, and nobody's ever saying anything to them or they're not being held accountable, they will continue to do that for years, decades. If they could live forever, they would do it for eons. And if you think that this man is going to move in with you and suddenly decide to stop being a hoarding, slobby, chicken wing leaving out on the table for three days ass, girl, no. This is who he is. Unless he wants to change that individual and get new habits and work on those habits to make them establish patterns of his everyday behavior, And by habits, I mean that he literally does it without even thinking. He's so used to doing it. He does not have to force his brain to get up and do it. It just comes naturally to him because he does it so frequently. He is not going to change. In fact, you might even end up being this man's maid. We'll talk about it later on in this podcast, but the worst thing is when they want you to be their financial equal and their maid. Like, sir, we're too busy making our own money and trying to survive instead of trying to clean up for you. Calling a man with financial and maid requirements a partner is very generous. I would actually call you a son, a burden, a tax that I can't write off. What we the women have learned as a group, not as this like monolithic mindset of women who just brand men as dusties, but what we have seen from our ancestors and all the women who have ever came before us is does cleaning for them make them treat us nicer? No? Okay. Does being subservient to them make them nicer to us? Uh, fuck no. Okay, uh, how about financially going half with them? Does that make them nicer to us? Oh, no, he cheated, and then he used the remainder of his money to date other women and to buy them nice things. Okay, so that doesn't make them nicer to us. So what the fuck does make them nicer to us? Well, nothing, actually. Unless it's a man who has not been trained by society to feel entitled to a woman's body, subservitude, finances, or to multiple women and the sexual gratification and validation from his peers that he gets from them, nothing that you say, do, show up as, or try to convince him of is going to make him value you as an actual human being. The sad fact is that nothing you do is going to make somebody nicer to you. If a man doesn't already value women, if a man already feels entitled to women's subservitude, 
or if he feels entitled to a woman's finances and her income, or if he just feels entitled to date multiple women regardless of commitment and he thinks that that is his God-given right as a man, he is always going to show up as that dude no matter what relationship he is in or what that person is doing in that relationship because that is the way that he has interacted with women, that is the way that he has seen women, and that is his only relationship to women that he has ever known. Nothing you say, do, or behave as will ever change this man. If he is horrible to you, he was probably horrible to the girl before you and he's going to be horrible to the girls after you. Nothing that you do for another person or the amount of time that you spend on them or with them entitles you to better treatment or higher respect from them. You might think, oh, but they should. But they don't have to. They're going to look at you and laugh in your face. So do not try to fix this man. Do not try to change this man. If you do, you're going to waste your time. You're going to frustrate yourself. This is who he is. And I hate to bring it back to that platitude of, oh, well, when a man shows you who he is or when he tells you who he is, you better believe him. Girl, the second that you see that he's comfortable with living in squalor or that he's comfortable with living a life where he's always going to court or always getting tickets or always involved in some level of crime, just leave him to be him. Some people can only learn things by being left alone and realizing that people don't want to deal with their ass. The slobby, messy, irresponsible, I can't keep track of my own schedule, I need somebody on top of me like a mother eagle making sure that I stay in line and am not running red lights and I'm not racking up tickets. This type of Dusty is not going to be grateful that you're trying to be his mother eagle. He will actually probably start talking to you with the disrespect that he gives his own mom. The next brand of Dusty on my mind is the Lifestyle Dusty. Now, what do I mean by the lifestyle dusty? Okay, so this is who he chooses to hang around with. This is where he spends his free time. And it's basically just his idea of a good time or fun. This could be a guy who's addicted to dopamine depleting activities. So porn, video games, um, always on social media. Maybe it's just a guy who does not want to work and is lazy, period. It could also be a guy who always hangs out in garages, sheds, just likes to chill and slam beers with the boys. He doesn't care about his health. He doesn't care about taking vitamins. He doesn't try to work out. In fact, if he's sick, he might have a beer first thing in the morning, which, by the way, drinking alcohol lowers your immunity. So it's somebody who just doesn't care about his lifestyle. It's someone who doesn't care about what he does on a day-to-day basis. I mentioned video games and porn because those are things that are forms of escapism. Porn is known to be addicting. It's known to be mind-altering. It's also known to be a factor that causes erectile dysfunction in young men. It literally changes the brain. And the worst thing about the lifestyle, Dusty, is that he's not going to try to change it. He's not going to go to the doctor. He's not going to do things to mitigate his lifestyle. He's just going to expect you to deal with it or to form your habits and your lifestyle around his. You basically have to embrace the fuck out of it if you want him in your life. In my opinion, you should not have to do that with a grown-ass man. If you have yet to deal with a man who has erectile dysfunction, it's basically never going to get up. You're going to be sitting there sucking on a soft, sloppy gummy worm, and he's going to act like it's all your fault. Like, it's your fault that he has erectile dysfunction. Okay, yeah, no. I've said it before in other podcasts, and I'll say it again here. 
If that's the case, you should get up and leave. Do not tolerate it. Do not deal with it. I don't care if he thinks you're rude. I don't care if he calls you mean. It's not your job to deal with his medical issues. Another thing about the lifestyle Dusty is that he doesn't actually like to go out and do nice things. When you and this guy get the opportunity to hang out, it's a dude who just wants to keep you in his bed all day. He just wants to Netflix and chill. He doesn't want to go anywhere. It's like, okay, you like to get dressed up and do your hair and makeup, but just to sit in his bed and lay around? No. So then what happens? You stop doing your hair. You stop doing your makeup. You come over there looking bummy and lazy all the time. And eventually you just kind of start to feel bummy and lazy because you're not putting in the effort to be your best self because it's like you're just literally rolling up and going straight to his bedroom. Which, by the way, that constant one-on-one only bedroom activity behavior, especially if it becomes like a frequent thing, like I'm talking three to four nights a week, maybe even two nights a week. I feel like that's the fast path to a trauma bond. Like you really just become hyper dependent on that person being your form of entertainment and intimacy, but specifically in that setting. It's a way of confusing emotional intimacy with physical. I feel like most couples have those chill in bed all day type of days, but it shouldn't be an everyday thing. And it definitely shouldn't be something that you suddenly fall into after the first date. Like, okay, you guys went on one real date and now suddenly every single hangout involves his place at midnight or whenever he wants to hit you up and call you over. No, absolutely not. You might secretly even be a side piece with that behavior and you might not know it. Or you're hanging out in dirty, grimy places where, quite frankly, it could be dangerous to look like you have money or to look too nice. Or you're hanging out in that garage that has oil and dirt all around it. So it's like you're not going to wear your good clothes. Another aspect of the lifestyle Dusty is a guy who surrounds himself with bad people. And look, I'm not trying to pass judgment on individuals. Obviously, people are capable of change if that's what they want for themselves. And yeah, people can pay their dues to society. But this is a guy who actively hangs out with people who are constantly getting arrested, getting DUIs, people who maybe addicted to substances, who place himself and you around substances when you spend time around them. The issue with this is that it comes down to you are a product of the 10 people that you surround yourself with and what are your ethics like? Do your ethics match those around you? And this could also be another sector of the lifestyle Dusty, but he just straight up doesn't care about the opinions or lifestyles of his friends around him. So yeah, he could be hanging out with people who are racist or people who are misogynistic or people who are sexist. He might just have friends just to say that he has friends. The lifestyle Dusty could come up with like a hundred excuses for why he doesn't like going to restaurants or doing nice things. Now, it might be because he actually doesn't like those things or because he doesn't have the money to. Bottom line is that he doesn't try to elevate his standard of living, he doesn't try to elevate the areas where he spends his free time, and he doesn't really care who gets access to his energy as far as the people that he surrounds himself with. And then the problem is that it ends up being your issue. It's kind of like when you are someone who goes out to a club to try to meet a man. What kind of man do you think you're going to meet? Men who like to go to clubs. At the end of the day, we exist in our relationships not for our relationships so whoever he does end up having as his friends is his choice and no you don't have to be friends with his friends like you don't have to always be a part of the situation 
It's actually probably better if you're not just to let people have their own space. Same thing with him coming around your friends. Like, please, I just know your girls don't want the presence of a man there. Unless he's, like, of the LGBT variety. I'm not talking about having beef with his friends because he's the hottest one out of them all and the rest are all ugly sewer rats. Girl, we're talking about problematic people. Like, you think he's just going to hang around people like that and not get sucked into that activity or not find himself being a part of those activities? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Let's go back to the whole possibility of him having, like, racist, misogynistic friends. What if this man becomes a manager one day? What if he ends up leading a law firm or a squad of nurses? If he's okay with his friends being of that variety, you don't think he's going to be cool with coworkers being that way or his employees being that way? Like, he's just going to let those people exist in environments where other people can very much be affected by the mindset and the individuality of their heinous opinions? Or what if you have a kid one day? Do you think he's going to be able to teach that kid why it's not okay to be like that? It absolutely matters if these people are okay with being around the presence of that because it spills over into other areas of life. I feel like the lifestyle, Dusty, is something that you commonly see when you're in high school or you are just a few years out of high school. But by the time you start hitting that mid to late 20s, there's no reason for a man to be actively engaging in these activities or surrounding himself with these people. It's not cute once you're out of high school. It's weird. It's like you should be on the path of your come up. You should not be surrounding yourself with things that hold you down or people who aren't on active growth mindsets. And I'm not saying that to be toxically positive. But you realistically cannot surround yourself with people who mentally want to stay in a place that is stunted when you are actively trying to grow. Eventually, you will separate yourself from them. It's kind of like when you go to college. You have to decide, are you going to only hang out with your party friends or are you going to hang out with your study friends? Eventually, you choose your study friends over your party friends. If you are dealing with a lifestyle, Dusty, especially if you are in your early 20s or maybe you're in high school and you're making your way to your early 20s, eventually you're going to outgrow this dude and you're going to end up telling him, hey, I don't like that you only hang out in sheds or I don't like that you only hang out in garages or why do you not care about your health? Like, why don't you work out? Why don't you stop drinking beers first thing in the morning? Like, eventually you're going to notice these toxic, weird little things that they do or maybe even their video game addiction is going to become annoying to you and you are either going to separate yourself from the frustration because you're going to get exhausted from calling them out that eventually you're just going to fall out of love because it's going to become an ick to you that they don't want to change or he's going to get so annoyed that you're constantly calling him out and trying to better him when he doesn't want to better himself. Eventually, he's going to distance himself emotionally from you. So that's kind of the direction that I feel like it goes in. And I am speaking from personal experience here. But I think if you are somebody who is actively growing, eventually your relationship with this guy will fade out. Like there's just no way that a guy like that is going to stay with you or that you are going to mentally be able to psychologically stay with someone when you want so much more for yourself than what they are trying to live. The worst thing about a lifestyle, Dusty, is that while they are perfectly okay with being where they are, if they are watching you grow and they are bitter about it, that you want so much more, that you are driven, that you work hard, which by the way, all amazing, beautiful things. He might try to bring you down. He might try to stop you. He might try to insult you. He will probably insult what you do for a living. He will insult the direction that you're going in, tell you it's impossible, tell you that you don't have what it takes to make it in the field that you want. 
you might have a big meeting or a big event or even a big test and this guy's going to purposely try to upset you before it and ruin it before you even get there. He's going to try to work you up and make that experience horrible for you. Why? Because he knows that you are doing well. He knows that you're doing better than him. He knows that eventually you're going to outgrow the fuck out of his ass. Best case scenario with a lifestyle, Dusty, is that you guys just end up butting heads and agreeing that you guys will never be on the same page with what you like to do, how you like to spend your time, and the direction that you're both going in. And then you guys just mutually split ways. The worst case scenario is that you get the one who literally tries to stop you in your tracks and tells you that what you do is stupid, that you can't do it, tries to upset you, and literally derails your life or the track that you are going on. You're either physically and mentally keeping yourself small to survive this relationship with this dude. Because think about it. What happens when you have friends that like to study? What happens when you have friends that like to work out? You end up studying. You end up working out. You get good tips. Your life becomes better through your lifestyle and habits because of where you choose to spend your time and the people you surround yourself with. So if you're spending your time with a lifestyle, Dusty, eventually he's going to hold you back. And that's just the reality of it. And if you haven't dealt with it yet, I really hope you don't personally have to experience it. But you're better off leaving this relationship before it even gets started. Like, don't have kids with this guy. He's not going to become better just because you have kids with him. Don't, like, start a business with this dude. You're probably going to end up being the one who runs it. And then he's going to want the title of CEO. Kind of like Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. However, at least Dave Hollis was somebody who financially supported Rachel. But that's a totally different subject and a totally different thing. If you guys don't know who this couple is, there's so much tea about them on YouTube. Just leave once you acknowledge the type of man that he is. If you know you're going to outgrow this dude, save yourself and him the pain and let this guy find someone who's on his level. You're not proving anything by staying with him and you are not doing a charity service by willing to improve him or fix him or better his life. If he wanted to do all those things, he would do it on his own. And sometimes... That's what people have to do. They literally have to figure it out for themselves. So let him. Woo, okay. So the lifestyle Dusty was a whole word. Let's move on to the next brand of Dusty. Now this is the Scrooge McDuck. This is the mentally Dusty. So this man could have money. He could be very well off. In fact, he could even potentially be a millionaire. Or maybe he's a hundred thousandaire. Or maybe he's a guy who just makes three times as much as you. The thing with this one is that he's well off, but he's not generous. In fact, he's actually scarce-minded, and not specifically with himself, but the way that he will deliver his generosity when it comes to a relationship. Even when it comes to date number one, this is a guy who's probably going to try to hit you with a, I just want coffee or I just want drinks. I don't have that much free time. The why isn't important here because it can go into eight different directions. He could be red pill minded. He could be blaming feminism. He could be acting like he needs to see more chemistry from you and himself before he decides to invest. Or he might straight up say that he needs to have sex with a woman before he spends money on her. Which, by the way, that's a scam. Don't fuck that guy. Bottom line is that he's not naturally generous. He doesn't value women. He's not trying to put his best foot forward by taking you out on a date and building trust with you through quality experiences. And this guy is not going to treat you better just because you're going 50-50 with him or 70-30 or putting in your quote-unquote financial half. In fact, you end up getting exploited in like every direction possible with this type of guy. Physically, emotionally, and now financially. 
There's so much happening mentally with these dudes that I don't even know where to begin. But let's start off with the first and foremost very obvious, basic aspect of their psychology. These men think that guys who have real game, men who got it like that, don't have to drop a dime. They have convinced themselves that if they were really on their game, and if that girls were really attracted to them, money would not be a factor. Straight up, what's really happening here is that this is a guy who has financial requirements of his own. And his financial requirements are ones that are going to trump yours. These guys will convince women, or themselves, that it's transactional to be someone who's always paying for dates, or to be the guy who's covering the bills. But what's more transactional than keeping a mental tally of who's paying what and whose turn it is to pay for the next thing and how much you spent on the last date and how much they should spend for you? The only time it's not transactional is when it's coming from a naturally generous place. And if you're the type of person who's like, oh, well, I paid for the last three dates, so now it's your turn. Or, oh, I paid for the first month of dates. Now it's your turn to pay for the next month. Like what? No. How is that not transactional to you, dude? At this point, they're just using buzzwords. If he's the worst of the worst spawn goblin Satan on earth, he's going to be literally out here calling that type of generosity simp behavior, which by the way, that's a red pill mindset. I don't care if he doesn't watch Fresh and Fit or if he's not out here listening to red pill podcast. He's still using their words. He's still subscribing in some way to the fact of the stigma that they like to put on men who are generous. And then there's even a more annoying brand of dude who subscribes to this. A man who will claim that it's not feminist for him to be generous. Paying all the bills isn't very modern and feminist in his eyes. They assume that that comes with the dynamic of a woman who's just staying at home, who's never going to be able to have her own income and leave, which is a lie. If anything, a woman is going to be more likely to leave and stack on the side and have her own income and have the ability to run away if she's not spending all her money. I'm not denying the existence of women who became stay-at-home wives who wanted to divorce their husbands and then they became too financially reliant to where that wasn't something that they were able to do. However, I would never, ever, ever advocate for you guys to ever fully rely on a man in that sense. Some women who are these men's financial equals actually end up in this place because they end up having really rough pregnancies. They decide, you know what, I can't work and be pregnant in this way at the same time. I want to enjoy my pregnancy. I want to only focus on my health during this time. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that is a very realistic pitfall of ending up into this category. And obviously, it's kind of unpreventable. Obviously, saving is wise. Becoming independent on some level is also wise. And always having somewhere to go, like your mom's house or a friend, so important. So, so, so important. And I would never tell you guys to ever become financially reliant on a husband, a boyfriend, or even a sugar daddy. This advice is like heart attack advice. Diabetic advice. Like by the time you're actually dealing with a heart attack and the diabetes, there's very little that you can actually tell someone to do at that point. So a lot of this is preventative fluff work. You are not on the path or in the midst of an abusive relationship just because you are in the presence of a man who is generous, who wants to pay the bills or pay for every single date. That's another thing that they love to do. They love to paint this, oh, abusive men love to be the ones who pay all the bills. Um, First of all, there are broke men abusing women every single day. 
Financial status has no bearing on someone's ability to be abusive. I've actually heard of women who filed for financial abuse because their husbands weren't giving them allowances. So not being generous is actually a form of financial abuse. So no, he's not this radical, modern, liberal feminist who's so progressive, who's so deeply entrenched in the rights of women that he must insist on a financially equal dynamic. No. He just has financial requirements of his own based on whatever little weird ideology that he's harboring. And the bottom line is that they don't match up with yours. So don't even fight with this man. Don't debate with this man. You can never convince a dude to be this person that's not going to benefit him. Like you're not going to sell him to benefit you. It's just not something that's going to work. So if you deal with this guy and he starts trying to get into a debate with you about why he shouldn't be generous or why he shouldn't pay for all the dates or why these household dynamics where a man pays all the bills isn't right, just be like, dude, you're going to find who you want someday and I'm going to find who I want someday. And you know what? He might not actually find who he actually wants, but haha, whatever. Just say it to shut him up. The guys who harbor this anti-generosity mental mindset are guys who usually think that women who want the finances paid are shallow, stupid, hard to talk to, gold diggers. But then he can meet you. And wow, look, you guys actually click. You guys have chemistry. He is physically attracted. He is intrigued. But because he knows that you stand on the far opposite spectrum, He'll probably want to engage in these debates just to have a taste of your energy to try to convince you, persuade you, change you. And he'll say all day long till his face is blue that he's not trying to change you. He's not trying to convince you. He's not trying to sway you. But he will engage in this never-ending philosophical debate about finances in a relationship and what's right and what's wrong. And he'll try to make it a moral issue. And it will never end. You will have to actually tell him to shut the fuck up or just ignore him. And even when they know that you guys do not agree on this issue, or maybe even other issues like marriage, kids, values, he'll still think, that's no reason why we shouldn't be friends with benefits. Um, it's all the reasons why you shouldn't be friends with benefits. And it's always going to find a way to pop back up. It might not pop up immediately or it might not become a situation that's evidently at the forefront, but when it does come up, best believe it's going to tear the house down from the foundation. And from personal experience, I know how it feels to have already established that chemistry and attraction and back and forth dynamic with someone and maybe you even became a little emotionally reliant on them and you're realizing, okay, finances are becoming an issue Or this is a financial dynamic that I'm not happy with. I feel like I shouldn't have to be doing all of this extra extra. Like it's making my life harder. It's making it worse. Honestly, if this man is not going to be your husband, if you guys have no actual future, or maybe you can't see that being a dynamic that you would have with a husband or that you would have with the father of your children, the earlier you can get out, the better. The sooner you can accept that that's a person that's not going to be a part of your future, the quicker your healing process can begin. And I know it's easier said than done, but who's going to change here? Is it going to be you or him? Who are you thinking about? 
as women, we're always told that we need to be the sacrificers. We have to sacrifice our body for kids. We have to put on a strong face for the kids, for the family. So what, now you're going to put your desires on the back burner? Kids can set you back. Marriages can set you back. You might not believe it right now because maybe this guy could be like the only person in your life. But you are truly better off alone than with somebody who's making you live a life that you don't actually want to live. Just like how you can't convince him to be a protector, provider, generous dude, he shouldn't try to convince you to be a 50-50, 70-30, which is really 0 to 100 chick. Because after the effort, after all of the things that we put into a relationship, it ends up being fucking 100. Your desires are always going to come back up. If that's what you really want, it's going to come up. You're going to see friends who have it or you're going to see people around you who have it and you're going to think, damn, why don't I have that? This life is too short to settle. If you're going to end up going 50-50 with the guy who makes more than you or if you're going to be paying for yourself, you would be doing that anyways by yourself. Or you could be living with roommates and you could be dating multiple men. You could be finding men who are actually generous and focusing on yourself. You owe it to yourself to put yourself first and you don't need any dusty minded man, especially one who makes hella money, convincing you that you don't deserve good things in life, that you don't deserve good treatment, that you don't deserve generosity, that you don't deserve someone who makes your life easier. If a man is in your life, he should be doing nothing but making it easier, better, happier, lighter. He should be improving your existence and he should acknowledge the existence that women live under currently already, which is a patriarchal society that preaches equality but does not give us that. We don't even get equity, but suddenly we're supposed to be bringing equality into society by bringing it through a relationship with a man. No, especially not a man who's not going to be generous. No. And this isn't me saying to make him the source of your happiness, the source of your excitement, the source of your income. Obviously, these are things that you have to get from elsewhere, but he should be supplemental. I personally find it very strange that they're very adamant about not wanting to supplement a woman's life to make her life better. If anything, that just means that you're dealing with a dude who wants to use you as an asset. The weirdest part of these men is that they will even sometimes treat physical intimacy like a chore in a relationship which is like what okay at that point do they even actually like women but they will act like having sex with you is a form of payment on their behalf like you're being blessed by their dick like okay so he's going to be stacking his income based off the fact that you're always paying for yourself you're probably going to be living with him cleaning after him or maybe even paying for maids for him so that you don't have to clean because you're probably going to be busting your ass at work just to match his income or to pay for yourself so that you guys can have experiences that are of the quality nature. And then what, you're going to have his kids and sacrifice your body next? Or you're going to sacrifice some of your best youthful perky boob years while giving up your income? No. It's one thing when you love someone and you have nice things and you share those nice things with them. That's beautiful. That's great. But when it's a man with his financial requirements of his own, putting his boot on your neck, telling you what you should be doing if you want to have him in your world, 
Please, men benefit so much already. No, he can take that shit to the curb. Someone's gonna deal with it. In fact, most women in society don't already assert their standards or their boundaries. Somebody will probably actually tolerate him and deal with it. But who says that it has to be you? It doesn't. This type of man is looking for a woman who does not believe that her value accounts for anything unless a man is in her world validating that she has value because he picked her, he chose her. Oh, the fact that she thinks she's funny? It's not true, but now it definitely is because he decided to see it in her. He decided to claim her and to say that he loves her. Nah, girl. I promise, you were funny, beautiful, amazing, talented, all these great things before a man ever saw it in you. He just happens to have eyes and ears and is capable of perception and talking out loud to acknowledge it. So my beautiful, lovely lady listeners, do not ever deal with the man who has his finances in order, but acts like he is mentally dusty and is not generous. He may think he's not dusty because his finances are in order, but no, he will affect your life just as badly as a broke man. And trust, he knows your value. He's just hoping that you don't know your value. Now, the final dusty is the one who is obviously broke and bitter. I mean, how much do I have to say about this guy? He obviously doesn't want to spend money because he has no money to spend. And he's very mad about it. And instead of just accepting that he needs to work on his money, go to school, get a degree, or maybe even a trade school, he thinks, nah, a woman should be in my life to help me up, help me get out of my little rut, and I'm owed that by society. This is Mr. Oh, I like an independent chick. Let's build our empire together. I want a girl I can build with. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not in the business of construction. And I don't know how to build anything. Besides Ikea furniture, maybe, with the help of YouTube. So I'm not building shit with nobody, except for myself. And that's what this guy needs to do. This guy literally needs to go and sacrifice three years of his life and just be single. And just leave women the hell alone and stop trying to get one to jump off of. Or he needs to go figure out how to become a sugar baby and leave the rest of us alone. Because this guy is going to set you back. He's going to need your help. And when he finally gets to where he actually wants to be, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but he's literally going to be the one that leaves you for who he actually wants. I know, it sounds crazy. It sounds unfathomable. But there are women listening to this right now who have probably been in that exact situation. And I know I can already hear it. But Fleeksy, what if he's going to be a doctor? What if he's in medical school? What if he's going to become a dentist? What if he's going to become a lawyer? First of all, doctors have to go through this thing called residency where they basically make very little money. So even after they're done going through medical school, you still have so much longer to wait before he becomes your financial dream of a man. The other day I was watching a YouTube video that was talking about like how I live off of $30,000 in a year and it was a paralegal. Like you're telling me you went to law school. And that's what you're making right out the gate. Like they were literally working on side hustles, which is unfathomable to me. But it's also like, okay, so you could be dating a guy who's in law school who could still need a side hustle. Do you know that doctors hook up with nurses? Do you know that lawyers hook up with their assistants? I'm not saying that he's a guaranteed cheater because at the end of the day, cheaters are just men who are entitled. But 
he's probably not going to stay with you for long when he finally gets to where he actually wants to be. Which is why if you actually want to date a lawyer or you actually want to date a doctor, go date the man who's already one. It's wild because nowadays people's prenups are getting canceled and eliminated based on the premise that this was a woman who was married to me and raised my kids while I was in medical school or while I was creating a business. And guess what, you guys? Did you know that that actually counts as an asset to the business? Did you know that actually counts as somebody who helped that person's career grow? So guess what? You're entitled to money. This actually came from an account called Ally Legal. It is A-L-I-L-E-G-A-L. It has comments filled underneath this TikTok post with this exact advice saying like, oh, don't get married, period. Marriage is a scam. And then there are men who are like, oh, but common law marriage, bro. Men are literally trying so hard to use women as assets while they're growing and trying to evade the repercussions of separating from them when they actually get to where they want to be. Have you noticed that when men get girlfriends, they become more attractive? They shave off those three pubic hairs on their chin, or they actually try to dress better. They try to style their hair. It's not just like a long mop or just like a bald buzz cut. Another thing too with men who get girlfriends, especially if they're good looking, their bosses notice it. Their coworkers notice it. These guys will get raises. I remember one of the guys that I was dating in college, when his boss met me, suddenly his boss was like, oh, you need to get a raise so that you can put a ring on that girl's finger. We need to get you promoted. It's crazy, but that's literally how men act when they see another man in a relationship that they think is actually beneficial for them. Even in the military, these guys get spousal benefits. They get like a whole ass paycheck just for being married. Being a woman in a man's life is an asset to them. I do not care what they tell you. I don't care if they think that you have no value. At the end of the day, these men are mad because they know it, but they don't want you to know it. They want you to think that they have all the options and that you don't. When really, you are the one who's going to be blessing their life. You are under no obligation to date a broke guy. And by the way, you know that like you're not going to get a gold star on your resume for raising a broke man out of his brokedom or for being there during his hardest times. No one's going to look at you and go, oh my God, thank God you did that. You were so good for doing that. No, like you're going to get to the end of that rainbow and have absolutely nothing to show for it. In fact, If you had spent that time single by yourself, you probably would have the fruits of your own self-betterment to show, which is why you shouldn't touch this dude with a 10-foot pole. And look, if you're in high school, which I think like 13% of my listeners are, wild, dating somebody who's broke is like inevitable, but once you hit your early to mid-20s, it doesn't have to be. And by the time you're in your mid to late 20s, That's a personal decision that you're making willingly. I'm not saying that these guys are the worst of the worst. The only problem is when they are bitter and angry and trying to devalue you and making you think that you don't deserve anything better and that you might as well just date them because that's the best it's ever going to get and that you should settle now before you turn 25 and hit the wall. Which, by the way, that's a lie. That's a scam. Women get sexier as they get to the age of 30. And in fact, we look hot as fuck. 
like it's all up to you how hot you want to be like if you let these guys convince you that you might as well stop trying just because you turned 25 of course you're going to be unattractive but you don't have to be they're lying they're trying to make you settle for them don't settle something interesting about men who make less money than you are men who may not be on the financial tier that you are they might still be willing to be generous And some might not even be super angry and bitter that you won't date them until they get their money up. Some actually very much understand the concept of being a protector and provider. And they are either willing to do what they can to make you happy financially, or they are willing to stay single and sacrifice and just focus on themselves. Those are the good ones. Just because they're not where they want to be does not make them bad people. So... Those are the three types of dusties. And look, I do have other podcasts talking about dusties. Trifling ones, entitled ones. We have the 2021 Ninja Dusties, the manipulators. Please go check those out as well. I feel like those ended up being one hour podcasts. I think one's like one hour and 30 minutes. It's worth watching. It's definitely supplemental knowledge on top of this uh, information that I provided today. At the end of the day, though, if you don't have a financial requirement when it comes to your love life, if you're happy in your 50-50 dynamic, or even if you're happy with your 70-30 or 70-40, I'm bad at math, y'all. Look, don't let me change your life. If that's where you feel good, then be happy. But at least don't take a man who's dirty, or at least don't take a lifestyle dude. I say dude, right? It's a dusty. Don't accept that at the bare minimum. Or even a man who's just bitter about being financially generous. Like if you guys just happen to have a financial agreement that works for you, then okay, happily ever after. Um, You know, it's not the end all be all. Obviously, there are certain relationship dynamics that work for everyone and not everybody's going to be the same way. And plus, at the end of the day, Someone needs to date the Dusties because it can't be me. (laughs) Just kidding, but not really. For me, it's more than financial. It's more than mental. There's this aspect of misogyny that plays into Dusty Dudes or there's this stunted mindset that comes alongside it or this idea that a woman has to sacrifice and make herself mentally, emotionally smaller. And then there's the financial aspect. Like as a woman, you have to financially expend yourself just to have love in your life. Like love with a man who's going to be making you backtrack and be detrimental psychologically, emotionally, financially. No, 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 no. I just rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Coming from somebody who's been in relationships with Dusties and then who has had like long single girl window periods. My physical, mental, creative, uh, academic and even career potential ascended leaps and bounds in ways that I didn't even know was possible the second that I left those relationships. Like, I didn't realize how distracting and deterring they were to my actual growth until I spent mm, three to six months out. I didn't even think it was possible to have that type of growth without a relationship. Look, there's nothing wrong with being single. I know we might think that we need somebody in this world to value our existence, The only person that needs to value your existence is you. And we can make that a whole entire other podcast episode. But for the most part, dating a Dusty is more than just whatever he makes in his wallet. And a Dusty who is bitter and jaded would love to sit there and act like you just want a man who has six packs and six figures, who's six feet tall. Oh, you just want to date a millionaire. 
No, sometimes it's just about being comfortable. Like these guys can end up making less than you and still be very generous, very clean, very on top of their shit. It's just about having a guy with a fully functioning frontal lobe. And that's how you know that you're dealing with a dude whose Y gene is like withering in front of your face because he's trying his hardest to make you feel morally guilty about what you want and what you desire and what you deserve. And before I end this podcast, I do want to talk about one thing. The women have asked me time and time again on my TikTok, what if he has roommates or what if he is somebody who has not moved out of his house? I don't know if I would necessarily place that into the category of Dusty, but I think as men who don't have to spend money on makeup, who don't actively buy clothes, who aren't keeping up with trends, who are getting their hair cut at Supercuts for like $30, and who have the social benefits of getting raises who get the patriarchal benefits educationally academically um I just feel like there's no reason for a man to not live on his own or to at least like not have one roommate situation like by the time they're in their mid-20s I just feel like men get it so much easier when it comes to the workplace treatment that I just don't find an excuse for them to not be living on their own and to not have a car and to not be fully functioning. Like, I think it's just a choice at that point. It's different when you're a woman and, you know, you're probably like 5'1 and you're 100 pounds and you don't want to live alone unless you're living in a gated, secure neighborhood. But weight and height aside, just being a woman, period, who lives alone. Like, how many women have had to cancel their leases within three to six months because a man figured out they lived there and started creeping through their window or knocking on their door and they had to get a security camera and the police decided to not do shit? No, fuck that. Like, we literally can't live by ourselves unless it's secure like Alcatraz. Or maybe, um, you know, you have to deal with the possibility of living with other women who could steal your makeup, use your hair tools, steal your clothes. Like, I just don't think dudes have to worry about that type of trifling behavior when it comes from roommates. Like, as women, it's really hard to find compatible female roommates. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, self-defeatist, but sometimes it really just makes more sense for us to live with our moms and to have the emotional mental support of our family if we do have mentally supportive um, family members and if you do that's a blessing like why would you not lean on that as long as you possibly can now if a guy is a caretaker of a grandparent like maybe he lives with his grandma or something you know I kind of like give that a slap on the wrist but obviously you're never gonna go back to his place to fuck and that's just his decision um Otherwise, I personally would not even bring a man back to my place to have sex. Like, I don't even have, like, extremely valuable things laying around my house. But imagine if you do have something that's worth stealing. What if you have, like, a laptop? Or what if you have, like, a game console? Or maybe you keep money in a place? Or maybe this is a guy who you don't know has, like, an underwear or sock fetish. What if he goes through your shit when you're not looking and he, like, pockets something? You just don't know. So... Yeah, personally, I do think that a man should have his own place. And I think that there's just no excuse for them to not. You also learn so much about a guy by the way that he keeps his place. Like, you can even find evidence of other women. He might even be burdened by the idea of you always coming back to his place because then he does have to clean up that evidence or he has to actually give off a presentation of not being a lifestyle dusty. And think about it. If he's coming to your place, what's going to happen? inevitably he's gonna end up drinking your drinks and eating your food and if he's a dusty do you think he's gonna be paying for that nah sis 
I am fully on team go to his place, eat all his food and look for evidence of other women. And that's where I rest my case. Now, let's talk about the final thing that I want to address about Dusty's being in our lives. Maybe you might have one right now and you're probably like grappling with the idea of potentially leaving him. It comes down to a matter of values. Is this man going to be your husband? Do you guys see yourself heading onto similar paths? If the answer is no and no, then your relationship is living on borrowed time because just as much as you don't want to be changed, neither does he. And if you're even backtracking, it's going to feel like your brain is actually shrinking. You're going to feel yourself in physical pain from making yourself smaller just to say that you're a part of a relationship. I don't know if you think this guy looks good on paper because he's cute or maybe just because you can say you have a boyfriend on Facebook or maybe you can say that you're dating someone when Christmas comes around or Thanksgiving comes around. But there is so much more to life than whatever you can claim to your name. If you are dealing with a Dusty breakup, go check out the official Fleeksy YouTube channel. I have a video called Dusty Heartbreak and it's worth watching. It's definitely going to be able to help you out of that relationship. I actually have ended up using it for myself. Yes, me taking my own advice. It's actually wild, but I recommend it. So this is where today's podcast is going to officially end. Thank you so much to the people who listen and tune in to these episodes. If you guys want to support Fleeksy Supremacy, please, please, please leave a positive rating, especially on Apple Podcast. If you guys want to directly comment on each episode and leave feedback, I upload these episodes onto YouTube. These are up under the official Fleekazoid YouTube channel, and I upload the episodes by name verbatim as they are on here. So yeah, leave your girl five stars, leave a thumbs up, let me know what you think. I would love to hear it, and it all helps me out. So thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you all have a great day. Bye.